Welcome back to Garbage Film. This is the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common. You don't need to enjoy just one or the other, so we will take this week's movie, pair it with something artier or trashier, and hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite, or at the very least, are entertained by these little discussions. I am one of your hosts, Nick, and with me as always is the Wong Kar Wai universe to my hot dog fingers universe. Aaron is here. Hi, Aaron. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for not giving me the Hot Dog Fingers universe. We know where the Hot Dog Fingers universe lives (laughs) within me. With you. (laughs) Thank you. And I love a good slow-mo and people dressing good. Yes. So, there you go. Yes. And you might be able to tell what we're talking about if you're into current movies, of which this is an episode on. We are talking about... (laughs) (laughs) Buh! You just cocked my head like a dog hearing a photograph for the first time. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes, we are talking about everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. I'm not your husband. I'm another version of from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. No time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all their memories, their emotions. There's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you may be your only chance of stopping it. From this very year. Yes. Yeah. It really feels like it was many, not many years ago, many months ago, let's yes. say. Yes. Yes. It really only came out, yeah. It was a couple months ago, so that's, I guess that's so. accurate. When we went to see this in the theater, obviously, as we were sort of entering the theater, a different group was like approaching the staff person who was who was like outside the theater door, and they okay. were like, "Hey, so like we can't like or or they can't seem to find something something something," and I we were walking away, so I didn't. And then we got into the theater, and the time for the movie arrives the time for the movie passes nothing is happening all the lights are still on five minutes ten minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes and (laughs) what i think i realize now what i think they were asking is so they can't seem to find the projectionist (laughs) and and yeah so it was a it was a good time of just like I, I don't know. I, have you ever had something go wrong in a movie theater oh, yes. before in yes, your yes. life? The, for when we saw Everything Everywhere All at Once in theaters, yes. that it was basically what happened is they just dropped all the ads and started the movie, which is yeah, a really which is bizarre great. Yeah. feeling when you're like used to having 20 minutes of prep oh, yeah, time of sure. ads coming at you. <laughs> I guess they just didn't run the ads for yeah. the prep time. Anyway. But when I went to, I can't remember if it was like opening day or like midnight showing of The Phantom Menace as a... <laughs> What was I, like 13-year-old, 14-year-old, something like that? Right. Um, there was an issue with the playback where the sound dropped out, and it's sure. just they couldn't okay. bring the sound back, so they had to like keep restarting it over oh, and over. Yeah. And then it like cut to the middle of the movie, and no. it didn't work. <laughs> and so they eventually what happened is a guy cosplaying as Obi-Wan Kenobi hit an usher over the head with his lightsaber, <laughs> and the police had to be called, and we all got refunds. <laughs> Oh man, that guy must have felt so vindicated when the first bit of Phantom Menace is Obi-Wan Kenobi beating the shit out of some cops. 
That's awesome. I feel like that used to be, not the Kenobi thing, that, the sound issues used to be way more common yeah. like 15 years ago. Like I know the the sound of like a sound spool catching after right. the thing has started. Like there's like the like, the little like yeah, cut in yeah, yeah, sound. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, which is, I feel like yeah. we were always being issued vouchers for like, you know, okay, come back next time. Like <laughs> I have a lot of vouchers from like Cineplex. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that was, but... Like you said, people get upset. Yep. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi cosplayers tend to become physically they have short violent. Yeah. Famously. <laughs> but this time around, I think everyone's just so beaten down by COVID and by just like everything. <laughs> Everyone's just hanging out, like a few people laughing back and forth between groups of like yeah. no one gives a shit anymore about anything. It's there fine. Was like, <laughs> it was a big multiplex theater where there was like we went at like an afternoon show, so there were like yeah, fifty like people of, there. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. yeah. Pretty chill. I recommend it. Yep. Yeah. It's a good time. So that was that was a funny introduction to everything ever all at once. Just I like, think. <laughs> just building a layer of surrealness on yeah, top of it. Exactly. Of just, yeah. Nothing's going to go the way you thought it was going to go. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I will do what I feel like is an unnecessary thing to say. We will, of course, get into big spoilers. Uh, this is a, oh, fair. Yeah. a, a newish movie. So, I mean, go watch the movie first, then listen to us talk about it. Yes. Or if you don't care, just listen. And That's I'm. Fair. Hedging bets for no reason. Just You're to one stay hedge. ahead of ahead of any outrage. A hedge of it. <laughs> well, it was all worth it now. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Here to help. Uh, Tell me about this movie, Nick. I will. Thank you so much for asking. This was directed and written by two little Daniel people. <laughs> Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. This is starring the super cop herself, of course, Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> I want to see that fucking movie so It's bad. coming soon. Yes. I'll have it on a physical copy pretty soon. Nice. Who a lot of people are surprised to learn. There's a movie called Super Cop and Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh are in it. Super Cop isn't Jackie Chan. Super Cop is Michelle Yeoh because she is... Yeah. Jackie Chan will tell you that she's better at things than he is. <laughs> um, that doesn't surprise me personally, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah. uh, so Michelle Yeoh is the best. Uh, take this as an opportunity. If you're discovering her for the first time in this movie, seek her out in everything. She yes. is always fantastic. Uh, we've got Stephanie Sue, who I don't know from anything, but I gather she's like... She's a the musical theater person. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, she's like been in a lot of those like live... TV showings oh. of, of musicals, I think. <laughs> like when they did The Sound of Music on, yeah, on like NBC or whatever? Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. I think that's where she's coming from. Okay. Uh, we've got the fantastic Kehe Kwan. Oh, the so good. absolute best, and a wonderful supporting cast of uh, Jenny Slate, Harry Shum Jr., James Hong, Jamie Lee Curtis. The, all the best. All the best. Just top shelf everything all at once yes <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> and music by son lux who i don't know from anything uh, do you know them from anything nope can't say that i do is it one person Wonderful. is it a band no it's a band yeah. okay i think it's like three or four peeps okay. uh and of course uh Rakakuni's song and vocal performance is provided by randy newman yes <laughs> i feel like you don't do that joke unless you can get randy newman you right? have to go all the way you in gotta already... go for it yeah yeah <laughs> oh bless you randy uh, yeah yeah it's great, great cast yeah wonderful cast the I like this is a movie that because I'm a big Michelle Yeoh head I was into the like lead up to it and I like to point out the the official synopsis for this for a long time was uh, an aging Chinese immigrant attempts to pay her taxes it was just oh, yeah. the one sentence synopsis <laughs> uh, 
but a more fleshed out synopsis, I guess you'd say, is that uh, this uh, aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world mm-hmm. by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she should have led or could have led. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good uh, synopsis, yeah. yeah. I was looking for a way to sum it up in a sentence. And, like, <laughs> you I could f- do it. Uh, yeah, I feel like if you strip away a lot of the sci fi jargon and everything like that, it's a surprisingly simple movie. It's yeah. just, yeah, those details. Yes. Yeah. And watching this, I feel very like, and I think the runtime supports this, where mm. it's divided into three parts. There's part one is everything, part two is everywhere, part three is all at once. Yep. Um, the, the first part feels very like is huge compared to the other two parts at least in runtime certainly the third part is definitely noticeably the shortest yeah it's like a little epilogue more than a full part yeah Yeah. and so i think part of the like whoa just like you know head spinningly chaotic (laughs) part like feeling of this movie is that there's so much front-loaded exposition you know trying to get used to the rules yeah. in in the first part and it feels like that's what the movie is going to be but then it moves forward from there. Yeah, it really I feel like first time watching this it was very like okay, okay, uh, <laughs> do I need a notepad? What do I uh, Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a very smart guy, so that's, uh, that's no, kinda, yeah. likewise. <laughs> yeah. Uh but then when you get to the second part, like I I know the first time I watched it I was like I liked it a lot, but it was a little long, and I think that's just because my brain was tired after that first hour. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. But going in for a second watch, it is like, oh, okay, I know how this all works. So it's just fun watching everybody flail for that first hour. Yes, and that's then true. That it feels much more even after that. Yeah, yeah, totally. A yeah. lot more even the second time around. Yeah. Yeah. To that point, though, I want to. So you had asked a little bit about, like, I wonder where, like, what's the inciting stuff? Because there's so much multiverse content out there these days that it's like. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's that convergent idea problem where, like, um, <laughs> yeah. the Daniel boys started writing this in 2010. Um, oh, wow. But, like, they are rel- they're quite small movie producers, and, like, they, sure. this is only their second or third movie or something like that. Mm, right. So, like, they couldn't get it made for a long time, obviously. One of the Dans was, like, I was watching, like, Spider-Verse and Rick and Morty happen, and I was like, fuck, they're using all of our stuff. Oh, no. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> That's got to feel so bad, because then yeah. that guy who's like, you know, I thought of this first 40 years ago. Yeah, and then like, you're doing up, rewrites, and you're like, okay, how do we make it different as opposed uh, to coming at it creatively? Yeah. And like, let's take ideas. Yes, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, but the thing that I really liked is the inciting thing. Dan Kwan is uh, one of the directors. I don't think he's ever on camera. Dan Scheinert is on camera yes, a few right. times. But uh, Dan Kwan... Um, watched a, d- a double bill of Fight Club and The Matrix, and he was like, let's do that movie. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that, uh... Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the right. way that they did it, initially they were like, oh, before they had written it, they, just this general idea of a parent being overcome with all the stuff happening at them. And initially oh. they were like, okay, Jackie Chan, he'd be fun. Yeah. And then they're like, no, let's do it. Dan Kwan was like, I want it to be my mother. I want my mother mm. to be the person who is getting all of this thrown at them and they're kind of like not template but the, the way that they approach it is they're like we want this to feel like she has never seen a video game in her life and you put Elden Ring or something like that in front of her and you're like okay you have to beat this game or everybody dies <laughs> and just to be like what do I do huh? what do you sorry mean? come back what <laughs> That's great. Okay. Just yep. that thing where, yeah, like, okay, if, right. you, if you do sit down and figure out all the details, you're like, okay, fine. But you don't have time to do that. You're just, no. like, dealing with each single thing as it pops up. It's like, well, what's this then? Yeah. What do I do with this thing? 
Uh, yeah. That's so. me in every video game, by the way. <laughs> I am just getting the hang of Kirby. That's my maximum <laughs> complexity level allowed. So you're starting it in, in a sane way, uh, as opposed to being tossed into like, here's an open world adventure, and well, you're like, yeah. but what's an RPG? Sorry, which direction am I facing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's... When I, I like read that and I was like, oh, okay, this makes so much more sense as to like, the idea of they want, the first part is there to overwhelm you, but like not to the point where it's just like useless, nonsense. frivolous nonsense coming yeah. at you, but where you're like, okay, I can almost follow this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're meant to very much identify with Michelle Yeoh's character in this. Yes. Yeah. We're all Evelyn's. Yes. Yes. So true. Uh, I love that. I'd love to be a movie producer and be like, I want to, I want Michelle Yeoh to be my mom. And then to just make that happen. Like, yeah. yeah. Me too, buddy. <laughs> where do I sign up for that? We all want that. <laughs> yeah. I love the opening for real concise introduction of all of these characters and before we even get to the multiverse stuff just like okay Quan, like i know that he hasn't been in front of the camera a lot for a lot right. of years but he still has that short round of voice specifically when he's like <laughs> yeah. i can't think of a not insulting way to be like when he's his wimpy uh, version <laughs> wiener wayman w- yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He he just has that short round voice that I know and love. Just that scream crying all the time. Constantly in distress, but like fun in a fun way. <laughs> yeah. Got James Hong in there is having a fun time. I like going through all the interviews with him uh, mm. where he's just talking about like, I don't get what's going on. These guys are funny, I guess. I just read the script. It's pretty cool. I think. I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> It's very funny. Adorable. He's a professional. Hell yeah, he is. If anyone is, James Hong is. <laughs> nice. We meet Joy and Becky. They're all in there. It's a good time. <laughs> Joy is the daughter, and yes. there's like clearly some tension. And I like that right off the bat, there's like, I don't know, there's a certain quirkiness that can tend to happen when people are trying to portray like families who get on each other's nerves a little bit Mm -hmm. like and i love this movie a lot but like easy a is an example of this where it's like they're all so different but they love each other and so nothing you know else like no sometimes you just want to strangle your family members and like you kind of you really do get that sense here of like there's just 48 things anyone wants to yell at each other at yeah. any given point in this movie and you can tell they're stopping themselves from doing it there's and so just much like, gritted teeth attitude yes know. yeah and so there's like joy i think is the lightning rod for that where it's like there's clearly like there's the age mm. gap the generation like cultural gap like all of these things and mm-hmm. she's so clearly the not the source of the tension but like she is putting a huge strain on tension that already exists yeah 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 i love becky though she's so cute she's just like i'm here to help <laughs> i don't understand anything you're saying yeah. what is what is happening <laughs> i love you all uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I love I like her. It. Like, I love old people. I always learn something from them. Like, you know you can't speak his language. Yeah. You're not going to have a good time with him. <laughs> I really love hanging out with the elderly. <laughs> but she's got such a, like, I don't want to be a source of stress smile. Yes, she's clearly, like, 
you know, she and Joy have had the conversation in advance, like, okay, my mom's going to be weird about this. My dad's going to be weird about this. Like, here's how you behave in front of each of my family, you know, yeah. when you're taking someone home to meet the family. And like, <laughs> it's clear that that conversation has already happened. And she's like, come on, Joy, like, I'm here for you. Yeah. Like, cool. It's all right. <laughs> There's a lot of things that obviously Dan Kwan is uh, of Asian descent. So yeah. a lot of the specifics around being Asian immigrants, this is him like his like, totally. story yeah. he's putting up there. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I think is neat the, with language here is that he, mm. there's this divide of, of uh, Evelyn only speaks to Gong Gong in Cantonese, yeah. but she speaks to Waymond and Joy in Mandarin and English. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. and Joy doesn't know Cantonese like at all. That's when she's speaking really badly. Oh, okay, she's like okay. stumbling through Cantonese Mandarin-ish, just like flubbing through words. Oh. <laughs> and that's why he can't understand her right. is because she's he doesn't speak Mandarin is the implication, so right. he can't talk to them. Oh bummer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh that's interesting. Then yeah. I wonder yeah, I wonder where. Is it is it common for like if you live in China, is it common for you to be able to speak both Mandarin and Cantonese? Like I know those are the two big Yeah, I don't know. Rules. I know that it, uh, just my uh, bizarre Hong Kong film knowledge of the 60s, 70s, and 80s <laughs> is... together. Yeah, is that, like, through that period, the dominant language kind of fell in and out of fashion. So it, like, yeah. was Mandarin, and then it became Cantonese, and then it became Mandarin, and then it went back to Cantonese. So, like, I think that you're expected to be... Prof- Maybe not be fully fluent, but at least sure. somewhat proficient in both. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's not that weird that, like, Evelyn knows both. Yeah, I don't think, and I think that the end result is that, like, no one speaks uh, any of them, like, perfectly. Right. There's a lot of, like, they're falling in and out of Mandarin and English mid-sentence. Like, that that type of thing, I think, is probably what happens a lot. Yes, I mean, I I think that happens with any language, right? Especially if it's not your native language and you're under a lot of stress. Yeah. You're gonna, like, try, but it's gonna fall apart. Yeah, and you just start substituting the words that you know from whatever language and away Well, and she's working on the taxes this whole time, too, right? (laughs) So she's reading in English and then trying to, like, direct party planning in Mandarin. Like, oh my god, my brain would explode and like uh finances are their own language so yes very much so (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't do math in english for a long time because i was i went to french school so all Mm. the terms and all the like actual like yeah the dictionary words i knew in french and not english it was not good (laughs) there's things like just taking we just know french and english so like the first floor in English is the ground floor, and the first floor in French is the second, second floor, floor in English. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's little things like that that I cannot imagine introducing a third language into that type yeah. of insanity. So there's already, like, 14 different universes in this one <laughs> opening scene, right? Yeah. If you want to get metaphorical about it. <laughs> yeah, like, we see later on how little it takes to diverge into different yeah. things. Like, just saying the wrong language word at a time could be enough to, like, yeah. knock something off the rails. Yeah. Who have I not talked? Who have we not talked about in the family? That's the family covered. I feel. Like. Yeah. Then there's like the customers in the in yeah. the laundromat, which are fun. Jenny Slate is there. I can't remember his name, but Santa from Biff Whiff. Uh, Biff Whiff. <laughs> Why couldn't I remember that? I never remember his name. Every time uh, it's I see not him, a real like, name. That's, that's not right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Ooh, I don't think mm. so. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Supporting cast of characters. For yes, sure. it's good. Here's a thing that, like, I know watching the first time, I was like, ooh, I find this uncomfortable. When Jenny Slate, the one 
visibly Jewish person in the cast, they just constantly <laughs> refer to her as Big Nose. Right. I got very like, eee, that it's feels... not awesome. That is apparently, uh, this came up like press tours and stuff, and Dan Conner's like, no, mm-hmm. that's just what like a lot of Asian people call white people, full stop. Oh. Is just, <laughs> that's just a biological difference, is that white people tend to have bigger noses than Asian people, so. Okay, all right, I'll it's, learn. <laughs> it's still a like, ooh, it's not great, but it's supposed to be on purpose that it's not great, that it's just like, oh, oh okay. she doesn't have the brain space to like provide anything but to look at her face and be like, that's white lady. Yeah. Bigger <laughs> nose than me personally. Yeah. So they like, for the home release, they changed a bunch of the mentions of Big Nose to Dog Mom. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I like Dog Mom personally. Yeah. Yes. Because I feel like Dog Mom says it's entirely her character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also such a funny, like, you know, the experience of being an immigrant and just having people kind of write you off immediately as whatever they have mm. in their head of just like refer to someone by how they appear to you yeah. is such a funny like she's doing it to Jenny Slate's character even though she's probably had that done to her oh yeah like to how to America, many people like, in that neighborhood just say like oh the Chinese laundromat lady like yeah that's- yeah Roughly the Chinese one. Like, yeah. okay, well, her name's up there. Anyway, you get the idea. It's like the Quan Laundromat. I think their name is even on it. So, like, I think that, right, that would be yeah. a perfect uh, comparison. Sure, yeah. yeah. But then we go to the tax building <laughs> where we meet Deirdre Bobeirdre. Is that her name? That's her name. Fuck off. <laughs> but it's like, it's Bo, like French Bo, B-E-A-U, B-I-R-D-R-E. So, like, it's, you have to, like, sound it out. <laughs> I don't think they ever say it. <laughs> no, they do not, because I feel like I definitely would have internalized that. But it's on her little Great. awards that she points to. Oh, so. is it? <laughs> Yay. Uh, okay, here's my question. The little awards that she's got, she's like, I, you get these for seeing a lot of bullshit. Do you think that they are butt plugs, like, in that universe? They're actually <laughs> butt plugs, like, on purpose? It's a funny joke at the IRS, like... Or I, is it just unfortunate? Like, because it almost looks like stamps. Like, like oh yeah. you know, but when I you can, notarize something. I could see that being, it, that works great. I like that idea. But then it's also like the the, the stick up their ass because yeah. they're auditors. It's, that feels accurate. <laughs> nice. That feels right. good. But I also like, I immediately thought of a third dimension. You could probably buy butt plugs in bulk for very cheap. And then it's a good write-off for the IRS of, like, this was a business expense. And it's just, like, five cents uh, a butt plug or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah. As, yeah. <laughs> I, choose to in the catalog. I choose to believe it's all three <laughs> of those things. Love it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, speaking of things you love, I know that you love the little wrist brace that Jamie Lee Curtis says. Oh, my God. I don't know why that kills me so much. <laughs> There's just such a specific, like, type of civil servant that this is. Where there's, like, a ribbed turtleneck that they have yep. that that's, like, part of their outfit. And, like, yeah, I, the the fucking wrist brace. You know, she's it works, like, writing shit down yeah. all day, every day. These desks are probably easily 15 years old, these desks and chairs. And, yeah. like, not ergonomic. I don't know. It's so small and specific, but it's so funny to me. I really like that. <laughs> it's a real, like, yeah, that little character touch is great. Yeah. I love it. It's so funny. Uh, and I know that she, she also, Jamie Lee Curtis was also like, she came into like costuming and whatever. It was like, I know what I need to look like. So get no. these like five <laughs> things and they're like, okay. And then they brought them up like, this is even better than I could have hoped for. No Perfect. Way. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is great. Awesome. But this is where we meet Alpha Waymond. Alpha Waymond comes in and Kei Guan gets to start shining. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let him loose. Let him loose. <laughs> the juice is loose and the juice is Kei Guan. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's very, you know, the the Supermans of the 70s and 80s, like that type mm. of physical acting where he just like, he the little hunch goes out of his spine when he becomes Alpha Waymond and yeah. like, you know, his, his voice changes, like yeah. you said, it's less squeaky, less panicked all the time. It's just that very subtle, like yeah. physical rearrangement to become Alpha Waymond. And all of his movements become super precise and fast afterwards, yes. whereas he's just kind of like gelatinous when he's he regular Muppety. Raymond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he flips out in the elevator, that's the first, no, that's the second instance of him Oh, that's being true. suddenly very different. We see him flip out on the CCTV at the laundromat initially. Yes. Which I is... love the CCTV is like different angles on the same room all the time. Yeah. It's very multiversy. That slow push on it too is great. Yeah. It's something about that it they they highlight the action so well in the slow push of like mm-hmm. you know where your focus is going immediately on it. Yeah, you notice him at the exact time that he like starts flipping out and yeah. like jumping over furniture and downstairs and yeah, it's yeah, very good. It's great. I love it. This is not a subtle movie. It is a big, huge... <laughs> Very much maximalist yes. in-your-face thing. And I'm learning more about myself is that I'm a big maximalist guy, so I'm very much into it. But it's... it is... I feel like it's not. It's maximalist not through, like, one big thing that happens, but it's all these small things that, like, Kehaquan is doing mm-hmm. that result in it being an incredibly unsubtle thing, and I like it a lot. Yeah. Anyway, I love Kehaquan. <laughs> That's going to be the big takeaway from this episode, I yeah, think. That is way, way all the way. Way mid all the way. <laughs> Mint. Uh, <laughs> but we get the instructions about the first instance of you got to do something silly and then press the thing that's in your ear. And this is, the, I feel like this is the first, what you, Evelyn's sitting down talking to Deirdre about Beardra about the taxes and we see her separate into the janitor's closet. Like, it's a pretty fast paced movie already, but here's yeah. where it's just, it kicks it up that notch really <laughs> frantically yeah. yeah it's very there's just a lot happening immediately in the irs building mm-hmm. but then it 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 kind of it does allow you that space to breathe and for Kwan to like explain things yeah and, you know i don't know it does this yeah there's like acceleration plateau acceleration plateau yeah does that really good I yeah like um and we meet jobu topaki and we learn about the i was gonna say mulligan uh the multiverse no sure let's say that <laughs> uh i'm not gonna be able to pull the word now fair all right um, describe it the thing that that is the nope i'm not gonna be able to even describe the word <laughs> mcguffin 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 oh <laughs> yes all right i get it uh we slowly learn about the, the mcguffin uh in a bit but the introduction to jobu tabaki which i learned in telugu means pocket gun Oh, Which okay. I think is probably a dick joke. <laughs> <laughs> I have to assume that's the case. Yes, learning this now for the first time. That's uh, awesome. Why Telugu? I don't know. All right. Just expand that linguistic palette. Sure. Yeah. Fuck it. Because I, really you hear Jumbo Tupacki a number of times, and you're like, it's got to mean something. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's so specific. There's yeah, and like joy is the you know. Yeah. I get that part of it, but yes, few. I'm glad it does mean something. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's just a dick joke. <laughs> we start learning about the multiverse, and we jump into the martial arts universe in short order. I think that's our first. 
universe we jump into. That's the first. I do. I do really like. It took me a bit to get a hold of this concept, but the second time around, it is very clear. Yeah. And it's clear why this Evelyn is the the special Evelyn mm. be, because of that. It where you're not jumping into that universe per se. You're connecting to that universe to like draw on its power. Like whoever you were in that universe, your brains are linked. Yeah. So if you can tap into that, you can get the benefit of their skills or their abilities or whatever. And the farther away a universe is, the harder it is for you to access it. And like the weirder the thing is that you have to do to get there. <laughs> like something so unlikely in your universe that it almost like puts you into this universe far away, you know? Yeah, yeah. But she's, every time she could have developed a special skill, she branched away from it. Mm -hmm. And so she's surrounded very closely by all these like just minuscule decisions that it, if, if it mm. had gone the other way, she'd be good at something. There are so many of those surrounding her that she almost has access like a library a huge library to draw from yeah I you know what i mean i hadn't thought about that that makes a lot of sense I, the way that i had thought about it was she is like actively questing for other stuff in her life like she's got the mm. karaoke machine and sure sure wants yeah. to be a singer like there's all these things that she feels like she should know how to do yeah and so she's like already halfway to making the connections kind of i mean that. totally yeah or like she yeah. she bought the karaoke machine but like that day it shorted out and blew a fuse and so she couldn't mm. do you know what i mean like just yeah. all these like tiny from big to small decisions and and wayman says that to her and i was like i don't fully get this the first time i watched it where it was <laughs> it was just like you're not good at anything which means any universe you decide to jump into has to be better than this one. So you've got so much to choose from. Yeah. I was like, okay, a bit harsh. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's great. Because if you, if I don't, I'm thinking about it now, and I'm not sure if I 100% tracked it. I was just like, whatever you say, okay, cool. I know, I trust uh, you. <laughs> um, but I do like that because it can function either as exposition to tell you what's up and you can make your sure how, how jumping works or just a funny burn on yeah, Michelle Yeoh. It's both, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like. You're never going to find a universe where you're worse at something than yeah. in this one. Oh, <laughs> oh cool. Great. Oh, cool. I love Alpha Wayman. He's <laughs> so mean to me. <laughs> uh, interdimensional negging. Yeah. <laughs> I traveled all the way here to tell you you suck shit. <laughs> Let's get married. <laughs> Uh, oh my God. But in here we get the fucking fanny pack fight scene. Oh, it's so good. It's so I, good. I feel like all of Michelle Yeoh's fights are very, like, obviously she's great at martial arts. Yeah. But they're all kind of slow-mo and, like, stylized and things like that. It uh, The Waymond one feels way more impactful and kinetic. Yeah, it's funny. I he, love it. Like, I have some stuff, like, miscellaneous stuff that I feel like I'd just like everyone to know about Kayakwan eventually. <laughs> but he yeah. um, obviously did this stunts and everything like that. Oh, yeah? He, he, the majority of it. There's Good some especially flippy stuff that's not him. Yeah, but yeah, sure. yeah, So it goes. He is a 50-year-old man. Yeah. Uh, I can't do this. I'm not gonna. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but he is a black belt in Taekwondo. So that oh, was shut up. Just, I did not. He's just really solid physically. Yeah. So he can, he can pull this stuff up. That's but the awesome. thing that I really like, obviously this is a hard thing to, ex this movie is a hard thing to explain to people until it exists because it's just <laughs> like any genre. Well, um defying thing any any genre mix it's going to be hard to be like well it's not quite this and it's not quite that um the with a little bit of the 
dramatic slash comedic stuff on either side. The fanny pack fight scene is the first like finished product that they oh. edited fully together to show the cast and crew. This is what we're doing, <laughs> right? And they watch and they're like, oh. "Oh, now I get it. It's silly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's goofy. <laughs> it's goofy with like dramatic grounding. That's yeah. pretty much." If I had to sum up the tone, that's pretty much the best you're going to do, I feel This like. is one of your favorite things where, like, mm. something important is happening. But it's not like he showed up that day with a pair of serious nunchucks or something <laughs> like that, you know? And yeah. he's got the fanny pack with a little teddy bear, like, charm on it. That's what he has. It's a love chapstick that he munches on. <laughs> I wonder what was, what was that made of? It was made of, for this, it was made of chocolate. Ooh! Yeah. So okay. he got a little snack. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> little blood sugar boost before he beat the shit out of some cops. Uh, it's so great. I love it. It's, it's very good. This is another one of those. We have the full tax scene and Evelyn gets all of her exposition and we see some Joe Tobacchi stuff. And yeah. It's starting to like feel like, okay, getting my feet back under me. I understand what's happening. And then the fanny pack bit happens. He's chewing on chapstick. You're like, okay, I don't, I, I don't get what's happening. Mm, okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, okay, go on. Yeah, once again. <laughs> I trust you implicitly. Uh, but then we enter like... Tax escape time, and I I just love Kaiquan and Michelle Yeoh's chemistry is so fun. It's so good. It's so great. He vacillates between being in charge and being wimpy husband, so good, and she just treats him as the wimpy husband the whole time. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> she's very you know she's used to this version of him for sure. She has to boss him around. Yeah, <laughs> I I really like this, and this is where I feel like the the first time I watched it, it was like okay now it's moving very slowly, but mm-hmm. it's because they are like hiding and they're yeah. trying not to be found and explanations are going on. We get, yeah, they're eating a ton of bagels. Um, <laughs> yes. Kaguan is very into dairy, dairy because cows are extinct in his universe. Bleak shit. Yeah. So wait, do you think the implication is that Alpha Universe is our, like your, you and me, our universe? The Daniels universe? Or... Maybe. That Michelle Yeoh's I think Evelyn maybe because. Universe? Oh, well, no, I was going to say the Rakakuni stuff that happens later on where Michelle goes like, no, it's Rakakuni. They're like, no, it's Ratatouille. Right, yeah. (laughs) I think that base, where we start universe, is supposed to be our universe. Okay, all right. That's what I assumed, too. I just like that, you know, not to plug a different movie in the (gasps) middle of our... (laughs) But I liked the Spider-Verse thing where it's Mm. not... Not a lot of attention is drawn to it, but in Miles' universe, the like brand names aren't right yeah. and movies aren't quite titled right and things like that yeah. and it, and then you find out like oh you the viewer are not in Miles's universe it's it's other peter well i was, i would say either base universe or as we're about to learn where uh, Evelyn verse jumps for the first time in fighting the screeching uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Uh, how good must it feel to just like let fucking loose <laughs> like that? Uh, the martial arts universe. Like I take that as like, oh, this is just Michelle Yeoh in uh, like that. Yes, that's yes, yes. Our universe because Michelle Yeoh, like it's a different name, but other than eh, that, well, fuck away it. you go. <laughs> yeah. Is her birth name Michelle Yeoh? Like, is that her uh, name or is that her stage name? Uh, her birth name, I believe, is Michelle Kahn. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, one little tiny thing. They initially were going to name Evelyn Michelle. Yeah. Uh, but Michelle Yeoh was like, no, we have to change it because I don't like the idea of any of my characters being me because I almost <laughs> act like me. I need to act like a character who has their own story that's separate gotcha. from my life. It cannot, there cannot be, like, intermingling stuff. Fair enough. Which I think is a very interesting comparison to, like, 
when the I don't know it should have been acting, but when there's like bring your experience and like put it through your lens and all that stuff, and right. Michelle was like, no, 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 I will not be doing. I'm that. making it all up. <laughs> yeah. I I think that's probably fair. Yeah, the martial arts universe is ours because mm-hmm. in that one, Michelle Yeoh got really good at martial arts <laughs> and at performing and was made a movie star as a result. And like clearly, the the little montage we get of her her building up her martial arts stuff, yeah, that's all stuff Michelle uh, Yeoh did. Yeah, there's an '80s movie in there. She's got solid '80s hair punching. Yeah somebody in the face <laughs> martial arts competition yeah it's her at all her like you see her at the crouching tiger hidden dragon premiere yeah, like, yeah. like all that red carpet footage is just michelle yeah michelle yo yeah. living her life like yeah. this <laughs> it's great Which I love. yeah it's really fun the other thing like i feel like this is the big suddenly if i know for me this is where i got a little bit lost on the first go was mm. where she tries to get into martial arts universe, but then goes to the side universe that's her same reality, but it's starting to diverge. Yes. This this is the thing I'm still not clear on, and it's like time travel movies where I'm mm. like, I don't need to understand the mechanics yeah. to enjoy what's happening. Yeah, reacting to things in a different universe while you're, I don't know, have you ever like been falling asleep and you say something out loud, but it's too, it's, you're, you're speaking from, the dream you're starting to have from beyond from the beyond <laughs> um, do you know what i mean not exactly but i do have oh, the, okay. i do have a lot like you and i have had conversations where i like fall asleep awake the next day and like i don't remember having a conversation right. i was basically asleep <laughs> at that time so my brain was off yeah. but the speech center was still going <laughs> yeah so i feel like that's kind of similar to okay all you're, right you're, you're yes here? that's that's what i'm talking about where like you're you're almost on autopilot mm-hmm. physically yeah but yeah your brain is also the way I understand this is this is basically the like side universe is what if she didn't punch Jamie Lee Curtis in the face as they were leaving and they actually left and that's the diverging point and okay. now they're two different universes. Sure. That's, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, any every decision prompts a new mm. a new branch, right? Yeah. So totally. So punching your IRS <laughs> auditor in the face. A big. That's a, a big, big point. Yeah, yeah, big change. A big. <laughs> Spot on the map. <laughs> um, but I like, this is a thing that gets, like, more and more exaggerated as you go on. The aspect ratio for, like, the home mm. universe is always the same. Yeah. And then the this divergent one, I don't know aspect ratios, but it's, you know, letterbox format. Yeah. The divergent universe is different. It's full screen on, like, a widescreen TV. Right. So you have the hues there to already assume, like, oh, I know which one's which. You can yeah. subconsciously, if not consciously, sort that out. <laughs> it's got to be mostly so. Yeah, the the second time around, it was like, ah, they're using aspect. And then mm. I didn't keep track of it at all. <laughs> I feel like you notice it, like, two or three times, and then it's just back information i can't remember i meant to make note of this but i think it's where they start kind of branching out into different universes the aspect ratio doesn't change immediately the the Mm -hmm. bars sort of slide down into frame so it's very obvious that the aspect ratio is being changed there's one or two of those and there's one or two of its square format and they move aside yeah they move open i feel like generally they try not to draw attention to it but Mm -hmm. when it the few times that they want to. It's like that. We're like, yeah. hey, look, look at it. Things are different now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Film. Fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just love all those those shortcuts to like, this is what these type of movies look like. Obviously, the biggest one being that Walker Way universe that you get later yeah. on. Yeah. So great. Such a specific type of slow-mo, like yeah. grainy slow-mo. That choppy... <laughs> Uh, yeah. two figures standing still and everything else. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, I want to go watch Walker White movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else happens in this first part? We 
Oh, yeah, while Evelyn's freaking out, she gets arrested, and, uh, this is, like, there's a huge disconnect at a certain point, but it's, like, <laughs> the cops suddenly have her in custody, oh, and yeah, she's, that's like, right, that's what's right. happening? And yeah. Joe Batabaki arrives, and she meets her daughter, the yes. <laughs> crazed uh, multiverse being, which I, I know, watching this the first time, I was, like... It's very clear when they show Joe Tapaki and they're kind of like reserving a little bit of mystery where you mm. don't see her face. I'm like, it's it's Stephanie Sue. It's very clearly oh, her daughter. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, you can see like a little bit of her face and she's talking enough. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's clearly her. I hope that this isn't going to be like a third act. And it was right. joy, but they do it immediately. <laughs> Almost immediately. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like the, I think it's, it's a... A jumping situation, but she she kind of does this like head tilt thing where mm. she, like she's moving through moving like radio a radio dial, dial? Yeah. yeah, and so and you figure out like oh shit it was her and she goes to confront them at the yeah yeah I I had trouble with this again the first time around because I was like oh Joy's evil the whole time it's not that she's evil it's that evil Joy is like jumping into that mm. universe and taking over her brain so yeah. you can do it you can like take control of that universe's body and it's something that like all the alpha people can do but yeah. nobody else can seem to do yes right yeah yeah, yeah. which is neat <laughs> they're alpha they're so <laughs> cool uh, we also meet Alpha Gong Gong, who collides heavily with Joba Tabaki. Oh, and here's where we learn about the Bagel MacGuffin. Here's where, like, yeah. we she's building something. We don't know what it is. We think it's a black hole. It's going to destroy everything. Yeah. Which is... Just classic supervillain shit. Yeah. yeah. Classic stakes. <laughs> going to blow up the world. Yes. Um, I know a lot of people had, had like, oh, come on. Like, the... the first Jobu Tabaki, like, you know, fight mm. with the cops in the and it's just like very silly and like very 2005 like random you know but i do think it sets up well the the idea that like that's how she fights Mm -hmm. is she sees no distinction between any like it's it's like fighting a a teleporter you know (laughs) some someone who can teleport (laughs) not a A nightcrawler exactly yes yeah we're just like you have you could punch something that's not going to be there, yeah. and your own fist could come from behind you and and like hit you in the skull. Like, there's just no tether yeah. for her, so she is completely in control of the situation. Like, it's actually there for a reason instead of yeah. just being like <laughs> penises. Like, <laughs> I I'm a it's little awesome. giggler, so I find it. I do enjoy the funny that's side, yeah. uh, but I do get that. Like, yeah, some people just like roll their eyes really hard at it, but it is it's internally consistent for her character. That's like. That's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if it's not like so funny to you, <laughs> it, there is a there is a reason for it. And I'm I am a sucker for like the radio um, dialing edits where she's uh, yeah. rolling through different cells. Um, which one of those she's about to be in like a head on collision? I, <laughs> oh, bummer. Yeah, okay, it's really. Very I like, guess ah. statistically speaking, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- those types of edits, the like the the head on like people facing the camera yes. and rifling through the universes, yeah. her fighting in here. The one that I always think of is the like where she becomes a luchador and gives the guy the yeah. neck breaker, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I I will always love that. That will always one hundred percent of the time work on me. That's such good creative energy, yeah. right? That's just such a neat like. Yeah, if you could do anything, what would you do and how would you have it flow together? Mm. And, like, that's a good creative exercise, I think. Yeah, and, like... It's fun to watch people do that. Yeah, and it's 
it, this is her fighting style, and Evelyn is, like, learning to fight, but she just, like she is conversationally with her daughter, just very, like, I will obliterate it, like, brute force. Yeah. <laughs> force my way in, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. If the only th- real fighting style she knows is, you know, kung fu at this <laughs> point. Don't know what format, but... <laughs> and And not even that well. Like, she's not even really anchored to that universe so yeah she doesn't this is one of those i feel like we've talked about many times where there's like oh somebody who's got a good a good skill set in something you have to have a really solid skill set to communicate that you're bad at it like to to do yeah to pretend that you're not good is way harder than like (laughs) yeah Yeah. where she's doing like kung fu but it looks like she's not in control of her body almost it's like reflexive she looks very scared of (laughs) what's happening to her yeah love it yeah that must be so weird like you that is the idea, right? Is to for your hind brain to take control, and you've just done these movements so much before that it's subconscious movement. Yeah, think and so. It almost must surprise you <laughs> if you're <laughs> going to be really, really good at it. Yeah. But to have that happen to you for the first time, very upsetting. <laughs> and like we, yeah, we learn about the bagel, and it does seem like universe-ending stakes. Yeah. And then. Evelyn's brain overloads and she we think that she dies. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the end of part one, pretty much, which is like, now that we've talked about it, like there's so much stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, God damn. truly. Like, and then you see part two come up and you're like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I cannot take much more of this. And to the idea that there are going to be three equal parts mm, yeah. of this length and complexity is like, Oh, I gotta throw up. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like, yeah, you feel for Evelyn, like you you are mentally exhausted taking yeah. in all these new details and all that. But yeah. it is just, let's explore the premise now, which is, yes. it's so much fun. I love all of the verse jumping stuff. We get immediately into, almost immediately, we get into Rakakuni, the sign spinner universe, <laughs> the hot dog fingers. I hate the hot dog fingers so much. The pinky foo universe. Yeah, right. The rocks universe. Um, we looked yes. at each other in delight with the hot dog fingers. Um, there is, it does the like cut to 10,000 BC and it's right. 2001 A Space Odyssey bits. The really badly played version of uh, Also Sprock there, Zarathustra, <laughs> is a reference to a famous recording from... Uh, the Polish po- National Symphony Orchestra, right? Uh, no, po- uh, Polish who is who actually recorded it for this. The bad oh. version, the original one, is the Portsmouth Symphony, oh, yes. Symphonia's version. And it was, they're all professional musicians, and they all switched instruments. So everyone's playing an instrument that they don't know how to play. I didn't even think of that. I was just like, hey, it's the bad one. Yeah. <laughs> this but is a very famous recording amongst classical musicians, because it is wretched. Horrendous. <laughs> But it's everybody who, like, knows how it's supposed to go and can do rhythm, but they can't play the instruments right. (laughs) Um, That's great. I hadn't even thought of that. But they re- like, they did it, recorded it fresh for this. So the uh, Polish group, like, switches instruments, do you think? I assume so, or they're just instructed to play very badly, but the lead trumpet on it is Dan Kwan, the director. Oh, shut up! Who has never really played trumpet before. Uh, I thought you were going to say he was a trained trumpet No, player. this is right. him knowing how it's supposed to sound and just honking through it. Uh, uh, props. It's great. But yeah, so I don't want to move too far past Rakakuni. <laughs> yeah, we're coming back to Rakakuni. This is one of those things that, like, I know it came up and I was like, oh, that's cute. And then 
every time they came back to it, it was, like I wasn't won over by it initially, but mm. every time they came back to it, just gilding the lily even more right. over and over. That is one very heavy lily with the amount of gilding they're doing to it. <laughs> it's a it's a joke that isn't funny the first time, but becomes very funny eventually to me. Kind of thing. I I really enjoyed when she's kind of jumping through universes looking for a a skill set. It cuts to her in the restaurant and she looks over and Harry Shum Jr. is sitting and like you can see it almost looks like a voyageur's hat where the (laughs) raccoon tail is coming out the back of his like sushi chef hat and he just ding looks over and winks. I winked with both eyes there. I don't know if this is really good. The old double wink. And and no other attention was drawn to it. So I thought it was very funny from the jump. Yes. If I had noticed that, I think I would have found it funnier right. from the jump. But when they go and like, they're singing the song together, yeah. and he's doing like, oh, Rakakuni. What would I do with that? <laughs> That's when it starts to win me over. I like that a lot. I like that Rakakuni is apparently this like psychopathic, bloodthirsty <laughs> animal. <laughs> Killer, she's seen too much. No, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Harry Shim Jr. is so funny. He is so funny. What do you you know him from? Some other things? I don't think I know him from anything else. I don't. I don't know exactly. He's in Crazy Rich Asians. Mm, he's just those. yeah. He's just around. He's just like very f- handsome and good at acting. Yeah, he's a funny guy. And and I'm saying we're discovering all these extra verses in part two, but it is. They like I think we were already in most of those already. It's just they're getting fully fleshed out. Yeah, as, you'd seen them go by yeah. as they're like you know cranking the dial, looking for like oh my god, what universe can we pull from and and help her in this fight? The and Alpha Command Center is <laughs> cycling through. There were two cut universes in here that mm. I think are very interesting. One is just like for throwaway jokes, uh, where she's in the Wonka Wai universe, <laughs> yeah. and Kay Kwan is like looking over her. She's like getting a nosebleed and disassociating. And oh, he's like, sure. come, come back, Evelyn, what's happening to you? And she says, anything I say is real. Spaghetti noodle baby boy. Baby boy spaghetti noodle boy. <laughs> and it cuts to a macaroni universe where she's a noodle and she has a macaroni for a child. And she's like, you're not a... Who has a hole? Noodles don't have holes. And the macaroni's like, when you get thrown against the wall and you stick, that's when you become an adult. It's this... <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, like, they, it's a good cut, I think, but it's, it's good to see that, like, oh, they did, these, the ones that stayed were the, like, sane universes yeah. we didn't get into. <laughs> Which is quite something. Noodle universes. And the other one that we get a really quick cut of, uh, there's a cut at one point where Evelyn's going through universes of her as a talking ash urn. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, there is a full universe associated with that, and it's what, it's a different alphaverse where she's in the van that they're, like, keep cutting for alpha Wayman. oh sure sure yeah it's the same van but she gets like dumped in this universe and she's like ah i'm dead what's happening right like waymond is there joy is there and they're like yeah this is this is the universe where uh as you were inventing verse jumping you died and so there's no problems because you didn't initiate this like you didn't create joba tupaki yeah so i see see. in this universe we're all pacifists and it's just a nice life we just live in this (laughs) you're just dead that's all (laughs) But there's, like, a big lesson in it about, like, yeah, if you try and blunt force stuff, the end result is people get hurt. You need to provide what people actually want and need. Sure. And that's how you actually solve issues. Okay. Because Waymond and Evelyn had a wonderful marriage in this universe because they're actually seeing to each other's needs. Joy is right. a very well-adjusted young person. Becky's still there. They're yeah. still together, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Nice. I I would bet they probably cut it just for, like, okay, this is getting a little 
too muddled? There's too many versions of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it becomes it's like, okay, that. there's two alpha verses. And then we... Yeah, that, mm. no. That's yeah. the point of alpha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's cute, though. I did, I did notice, and I think, like, Waymond has that, Alpha Waymond has mm. that urn in the van with them in, like, the yes. quote-unquote real one. Um, real alpha verse. Yeah. So, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like, yeah, this pacifist alpha universe. Yeah, great. where everything turned out fine. It's very cute. Wayman has a, it's, if you get the physical media, it's on the, the disc. Uh, Wayman has a real, like, uh, it was a little bit of a hellion back in my day. And he leans back and sips some tea. This, <laughs> this old retiree gentleman. It's so cute. Adorable. <laughs> Good for him. Um, but here's where we learn, and I like this shift, the MacGuffin of Doomsday Machine turns to, oh, it's not to destroy the universe. Joy just wants to destroy herself. And the yeah. entire, entire reason she's jumping through everything, killing people to try and find Evelyn, is she needs to find a way to express to her mother how what nihilism is, yeah. how she's feeling, and then they can destroy each other together. That This is going to be like a murder-suicide right. pact. Yeah, cool! Yeah. I do think this was, was clearer as well on mm. the second watch, where it's like, she's... This is very much a cry for help, right? She, yes. I think she even says at some point, like, I thought you might see something that I'd missed, like some reason to be alive, basically, yeah. right? Yes, yeah, it's, I needed to have mom see this to see if she would see anything I don't see. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get that convo in the Rocks universe. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is where the real, like, <laughs> like you start oh, no. getting choked up a little. <laughs> but I feel like that. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Uh, I can't remember which of the Dan's said this, but uh, the quote here is the everything bagel. Like they thought it up as like, hey, that's silly. That's, that's random. Every, okay, yeah. let's <laughs> random. think of a real thing. And then they got into Joy's character. Like, no, of course it would be something this stupid to a nihilist. This is why yes. wouldn't it be that? <laughs> yeah. it's, it doesn't make any sense because nothing makes sense. Nothing's important. Like, yes, but. Well, yeah, isn't there a thing where if you have capital D depression, everything is as important as everything else? Yep. Because, like, you can't ignore, you can't sort of paper over unpleasant stuff and go about your day. Like, everything matters. Yeah, I feel, like, you know? mileage will vary on that, but, sure. like, depression-anxiety combos, that is a lot mm. of, like, well, I can't feed myself because there's inequality like that level of no exactly that's, yeah that's you're literally... literally seeing all problems everywhere and yeah. like constantly you know this as millennials with access to the internet is very much <laughs> that <laughs> feeling of like so do we think the barrage of total psychic damage bullshit will ever stop or like is that is there any good news happening or like yeah no and so you just have to be like well, it's wrong of me to shut this off and not listen to it because then I'm part of the problem. So you just sit there and intake the worst psychic damage anyone in history has ever felt. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yeah. And uh, like, I believe this is uniquely, and Daniel's very much are in our demographic. I'm pointing at sure. Aaron and I here. So we're like between <laughs> and 20 and you, 45, I think, is, is kind of what they're looking at here. Sure. Just this, we need to find a way to express to the other generations how it feels. Yes. Like, yeah, well, this that does is... feel really personal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck, you guys. <laughs> and Daniel said this is about his mother. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, again, this stuff landed well for me the second time around, mm. where if you say that kind of stuff to your parents' generation, it's very much like, 
focus on your own problems. Like, you know, you don't eat well enough, so that's why you're unhappy. Like, actually, yeah. it's literally <laughs> everything that's making me unhappy. Yeah. And it just doesn't quite seem to land with... Yeah, the, the, yeah. there's not the frame of reference or something. Yeah. This, yeah. This, if I had to, like... Talking about the serious side of this movie, it would to to somebody who's like, oh, I don't know, it just seems random and goofy. Like, no, yeah. it's about expressing nihilism to a person that can't see it. Like, that's yeah, what is going on. And the like, I rolled my eyes very much at the random humor of the everything bagel the first time. But the <laughs> the Daniels saying that it's on purpose, dumb as hell, uh, as a MacGuffin to like disarm it a little bit, so that when it comes in the sure. second act, it's much more like, oh shit, this is a real oh, thing. Oh fuck. Yeah. So the quote is, if in the first half of the movie, people think that the bagel is here to destroy the world, in the second half you realize it's a depressed person trying to destroy themselves, it just takes everything about action movies and their tropes and turns it into something actually personal. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, that's totally. exactly right. Because we roll our eyes uh, to you and I between each other about yes. like, oh, it's another fucking, the universe is at stake. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk off motion. And I mean, that can be very fun sometimes, and it is fun sometimes. But when it's not fun, boy, is it tedious. Boy, is it dumb. Look yeah. at you, Marvel movies. <laughs> be careful. They'll come after us. Most Marvel movies. Yes, there's always exceptions. Yes. I um, do. The one, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is like a mid-tier thing for me, but I do enjoy... Yeah, I think, is it the raccoon who's like, who gives a fuck if, like, some crazy psychopath wants to oh, yeah. destroy the universe? And he's like, I live in the universe. I would <laughs> I like live to live there. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, ah, yes, there it is. Make this it is matter our, to me. This is our raccoon episode. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto. We're from Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, da, 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 da. Raccoon, capital of the world, coming at you. <laughs> yeah, they're upsetting. <laughs> um, yes. So the I feel and just uh, that one like the amount of strength that it takes to reach out to someone and be like, "Help me! Mm. I feel helpless." Is very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It takes so much like strength emotionally to do. Because what if they go like, no, everything's fine. Then you feel insane yes. and you're just drowning. And like, I, I think that this is a great, like, Joy is such a great, great, great character for that. Because she's yeah. like angry all the time, but like totally reasonably <laughs> so. And then like, she's doing the only active thing she can think to do, yeah. you know, and to solve that problem. A little peek behind the curtain. As a very anxious and depressed man, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, yeah, yeah it's, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with her. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's really interesting that, like, this time around, this hit much more than the first time, where yeah. I'm trying to keep track of everything, uh, <laughs> that where Evelyn starts dipping into nihilism, she's like, yeah, you know what? My daughter's right. I'm going to kill my Holy husband. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> Who wanted a divorce earlier. Yeah. I don't think I even mentioned yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so do you think the, is the bagel, when you go into the bagel, do you just sort of get to live in whatever universe you want? Is that kind of the the end game, like the soothing, or is it a nothingness? Like I think it's done, annihilation. It's a void. Yeah, it's a oh, void, okay. I think. Right. Yeah. I think, like, again, this is personal journey stuff, so. Uh, sure. The, the feeling of, oh, it would be better to be numbed to everything mm. rather than consider a single anything. Right. That is, that is a real drive a lot of the time. Like, to, to wall yourself off so that you can actually... So that you can just feel okay being yourself. Not feel a bad feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It is... 
that like that temptation that makes a lot of sense and i'm sure it makes given the amount of reviews you look at where people mentioned cried so much tears everywhere <laughs> crying and throwing up like that, screaming shitting crying yeah <laughs> that i believe that that's the that being recognized as a huge mm. thing I yeah think. yeah but we get the wayman stabbing and just more heartstring tugging him like looking directly into camera the Wong Kar Wai universe <laughs> giving his speech about like this is how i fight is a yes. like a an emotionally devastating idea to me personally. <laughs> it's such a it's such a like simple and if if anyone but him is delivering it like if we were to just say the lines that he said it would feel mm. very cheesy because mm. he's like you know I get up every day and I like put a googly eye on yeah. <laughs> and it, it, you you might think I'm naive and and that I don't see things for what they are but I do and the way that I try and get away from that or like fix that mm. isn't by distancing myself but it's like by plunging head on and like being there for other people mm -hmm. and making things, making just whatever I can affect a little better, yeah. you know? And it, it is a funny, like the, that relation, if you have a relationship with a person like that, mm -hmm. if you know someone like that, they can get annoying. Oh it my can God, be annoying. So annoying. <laughs> I'm a little bit like that. So no, you're not. No, you're not. Uh. A little bit. But you know, you can, it can be like, why, why are you so stupid? Why are you yeah. stupid? You can't be this stupid to think that things are good. Yeah. And you think putting googly eyes on a bag is going yeah. to make my life better? This yeah. And like, <laughs> It kind of does sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a it's a very good speech mm -hmm. for seeing what that character is about, and he's just like mm -hmm. obviously the heart of the the movie. Absolutely, you know? yeah. yeah. And to your point of like the this person can get annoying. Like, I think that some consider it like a critique of oh, just act happy if you're sad. Right, toxic like, positivity. That is not what he's talking about. No. He's I, very sad a lot of the yeah. time, and he's just honest about being sad. Yeah, and, like, the the end result of his speech and what he's saying to me as somebody who hates this type of person in real life <laughs> is it's not that you have to do that. It's just this is what I am doing. Yeah, it's not that I think you're wrong. Yeah. It's that I agree with you and I'm, you know, coping with it in my way. Yeah. And the end result is like, Evelyn doesn't agree to like, yes, I will do exactly what he says. It's more, I will do my thing, which is push people around with my fists. And, <laughs> but the end result is I will try and make it about care, compassion and caring rather than kicking your head through a wall. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, it, it's a synthesis rather than, I, you're right, I am going to change my identity completely. <laughs> yes, I'm going to smile forever now. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I, I didn't even think toxic positivity until, like, well after the movie when mm. I was like, oh, yeah, so talking to people with depression can... Yeah. It, it, people have a tendency to be like, well, have you tried, like, going outside and getting some sunshine? Like, have you tried to go fucking yourself? Like, Yeah, and, like, as someone who's heard that all of his life, this is a great, like, I find this movie to be a perfect way to talk about it because it's yeah. not forcing anything on you. It's just describing what another person's viewpoint is. That's it. Yeah. It's not saying it, it has to be yours. It's saying this is how I deal with it. You deal with it by doing whatever you need to do. Like, yeah what the end result becomes in this movie for Joy and, and Evelyn is how they're going to deal with it, which is finding strength in each other and their family. Yes. Like, that's yeah. wonderful. Great. Yeah. It's about finding that path. Yes, totally. Uh, speaking of which, they find that path. Uh, <laughs> Where are we in that? Uh, it's right, I feel like 
right near the end, it does become a lot of introducing Kei Kwan's, Wayman's, uh, like, outlook on everything, and then Evelyn synthesizing it into the end fight bits uh, right, of trying yes. to save her daughter. Right. Is what we're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Which... It kind of does wrap up in a nice little package uh, to me. The big fight, sure, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I like I honestly don't have much more to say on it other than you get to part three and they do their taxes. <laughs> sure, actually, that is the sum total of part three. Yeah, <laughs> the one the the end of the fight that I really like is you know Joy is in danger of being voided and mm-hmm. it's the whole family that manages to like they mm-hmm. just you know. Gong Gong is very like, oh, I don't understand. Like your your daughter is too crazy and too weird, and like, you know, she takes after her mother, who's like never was responsible for anything and all this stuff. And he kind of is like, I don't need to understand why you're doing something. I just have to trust that you're doing it for a good reason, Mm. and I will support you. Mm. And like, so they all manage to get together and and pull her out. You know? Yeah, after Evelyn uh, screams at him about how he was a bad father. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> womp womp. Turns out that stuff gets downloaded. Yes, it's another movie about generational trauma. <laughs> we tricked you. We are going to do this a lot. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Filmmakers with access to therapy are on the rise. <laughs> they're gonna get you. But I um one thing I liked about that, you know, they're all standing there pulling as hard as they can, mm. um, is that uh Evelyn is almost like, I'll go with you. Like I'll I'll mm. be there in the void with you or whatever. And oh I'm getting teary a little bit. Mm. Um and I think that is enough for Joy to be like, oh, someone's willing to feel this alongside me or Literally like, the feeling of I am not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so she's pulling Joy out. Waymond is pulling Evelyn, and Gong Gong has this like mech suit Shut. because like he has a lot of the power in this familial relationship. Yeah. Like the whole opening part is like, don't upset him. Like make things good for him. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of the literal pull. We are deferring <laughs> these... everything to his needs. Yeah, 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 in this relationship, and now he's like using that for good, which <laughs> I I really like. I yeah. I think that's a great like arc for that character who otherwise is just kind of there to be James Hong, who's awesome. Yep. And, that and one scene just... of him sucking on yogurt is great. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> She's like, where's my father? Like, they're trying to escape the building. Like, oh, don't worry. I put him somewhere good. And everyone's screaming and running outside. And he's just putting Tugging cups. yogurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. James Hong, the greatest. The greatest. Um, yeah. So I, I like that that bit. He's like anchoring them, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Not in a literal anchor drag you to the bottom drag of the you. ocean way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every little character gets a bit of a payoff. Like to oh, there's a bunch of extra fight bits in this final Evelyn approaching. You know, providing things like ha- and happy S and M. Oh yeah, yeah. Scene Spanking for, the the masochist yeah. and like a, a spritz of his wife's perfume for the the widower. Yeah, giving everybody yeah. what they want. They're, the cut bits. The dog mom. She like provides. Yeah, what happens to her? She there's the cut scene in here is yeah. that. The, the dog mom has an actual child that she never sees. And oh. Evelyn, like, FaceTimes, like, pulls out a phone and FaceTimes them to each other. And oh, I see. And the kid's like, Mom, do you want to come to my birthday party? And it's very, like, 
over the top, like, oh my sure, god. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny Slade being great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's a few other ones like that, but uh, okay. it's, it. everybody kind of does get some level of tying off. Yeah. And the initial, another thing that was cut, the initial opening and closing, the initial opening of the movie is uh, the family singing Barbie Girl together um, oh. on the karaoke machine. Right, sure. And, like, Joy doesn't want to, but Evelyn's like, no, you're going to sing it. <laughs> and Okay. And Kay and Kwan being like, fun. I love this song, and coming over and trying to sing it. And I'm like, stop it. Don't. You're, it's no, weird when so you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do a thing with my daughter. Adorable. And the cut ending is in the parking lot outside of the laundromat. They're all right. hugging. Uh, and Joy walks over to the karaoke machine, picks it up, and starts singing Barbie Girl, but it's broken. So <laughs> everybody that's at the laundromat for the party comes out and sings it together. So it's this, like, community, community. society. That's very cute. It's it's cute, but, I like, uh, you can watch them. Mileage will vary, but I think it's a, a good cut because it's a long enough movie as I is. I mean, fair. Yeah. yeah. It's a little on the nose otherwise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I've been singing Barbie Girl all week as I watched that. <laughs> That's why you're doing that. Oh, okay. All right. Mystery yeah. solved. <laughs> Jesus. That's funny. Uh, it I, is funny. I agree. I really like that final fight. It is It is a funny, like, oh, now she's fighting them with, like, positivity. But you'll notice, like, it's not It's not her giving in to, to them and, like, no. letting people walk off. She's just doing things that, like validate that they're a person that they're yeah. a real person and like see them as a person with history and feelings and like and problems and shitty habits or whatever but like just approaching them as a person instead yeah. of an obstacle or something to put their head through a wall and the one that hits me the hardest of all is and obviously it's scripted this way is uh is deirdre bobirdre she right the feeling of she starts out as such she is just a punchline yeah <laughs> The whole movie, and the end thing being like, oh, she is this, she takes her job so seriously, she wins award, because she feels lonely. Like, that's her entire, and the fact that she is told you are lovable and worth being loved is like, for that character is an earth-shattering thing, of like, yeah. oh my god, and... Hot Dog Universe is there to upset Aaron. I uh, hate it so much. I'm sorry. I know it's very, like, it's very funny and it's very creative and, like, oh, my God, this is such a far-off universe because it's, like, divergent human evolution. Yeah. Fucking hate it. Can't watch it. I hate it so much. And there's the thing of we get very good with our feet is yeah. uh, Shelley Yo's line, and you picked up on, I didn't see it this time, in the Hot Dog Universe... Deirdre has the ankle has an ankle brace. Instead yeah, she's of, got a cast instead of, <laughs> instead of an arm brace. She's sitting there writing with her feet all day. <laughs> well, yeah, Deirdre's one is so good. Like she's she's very good at her job, and I the implication to me is that people dislike her because of yes. that, not the other way around. Not that she like pours herself into her job because she has nothing else. You're right. Yes, and it's like no, like. It, it, Michelle Yeoh's character, Evelyn only knows her as this annoying, very, like, nitpicky, precise IRS agent, and she still considers her worthy of love. Yeah. That's, like, a huge thing is, like, that's the only thing I know about you, really, and I still think you're a person. <laughs> it's a good moment. Which the Hot Dog Fingers universe is apparently supposed to be, I have not seen this movie, but it's supposed to be a take on Carol. The <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> There you go. But with hot dog fingers. But with hot dog fingers, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll just never speak of it. <laughs> okay, I'll wrap up hot dog talk. Um, but yeah, that's we're talking so much about it. There's so much yeah. stuff in this movie. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, packed full. Packed sure. full, yes. Um, I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite, like, we get a lot of one-shot universes. What Did you have one that, like, do you have one that, like, really sticks with you? Um... <laughs> 
I mean, I like the I like the um, pinata universe oh, because the pinatas are sentient in this universe, but there's also them? people. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Just a statistical, you know. I I have no idea. <laughs> Given enough time, people will yes. tend toward pinata. <laughs> the carcinization of pinata. <laughs> Um, I really like that one. That's I good. really like Pinky Foo. Pinky Foo is funny. funny. Yeah. I the ones that stick with me in all just like the really fast flashes mm. of the talking to her and one is very funny to me because I remember <laughs> watching it's the first time being like, What the hell is that? What was that? And there's one where she's a kitty cat. Yes, I, oh that's right, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's one where she's uh she's wearing a nun's habit, but she's a skeleton. I need to know oh. what that's about. That's some clockwork orange <laughs> shit flashing by in there. I think Rakakuni has to be my favorite. Rakakuni is great. Yeah. Yeah. I I would love to live where that's a possibility. There's a good blooper reel on on again, hooray for physical media. And, uh that there's a good blooper reel of Harry Shum Jr. just like clearly improvising his crying <laughs> lines about like he taught me everything. I just have this I'm nothing without him. I have this amazing body and I'm so handsome, but it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> really funny but i can't crack i need him back he's <laughs> so funny uh the other stuff i just wanted to mention really quick i haven't mentioned like any of the fight stuff but uh it's done by marshall club who were just like a big thing on this on this um production was like all the visual effects were done like between five and seven people i can't remember oh boy. but none of them who they're all just they're, they're all youtubers nobody taught them they sure. never went to film school or anything like that oh. they just cobbled together what they wanted to do. Uh, Marshall Club, likewise, they just have a YouTube channel and were approached about it because this is what... The style of fighting that they choreograph is in the style of the Shaw Brothers stuff that I always talk about mm. in this podcast. True. So that's what Michelle Yeoh is, like, one generation removed from doing that. But that's, yeah. like, what she would have grown up on. Yeah, um, sure. That's That's what, like, kung fu movies grew out of. Yeah, so it's a combination of this style, which is really, like much more acrobatic and dance-like than practical fighting. Uh, <laughs> yes. Combined with, you know, extra flips and kicks and stuff. Sure. Uh, their own style. Nice. Uh, so I'll just throw out, as I normally do on this, if you like the choreography of the fights in here, uh, go watch some of the Shaw Brothers movies. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> Every single episode. But I wa- I wish that they'd filmed more of this. It's, it's estimated that they shot only 5 to 10% of what Marshall Club choreographed. Oh, wow. Because the Daniels didn't want it to become a fighting movie. They wanted it to be a family drama movie that has fighting in it. Right. So it was a bit more like we want to showcase more things, not just the fights. Yeah, sure. Like, I just want to watch Michelle Young do, do the fights. Yeah, come on. And do it. <laughs> Release uh, the version of the movie from the universe where it was just fighting. <laughs> yeah. Is that, do we like that? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I would watch that movie. But I'm a small audience. Uh, <laughs> do it for me. But I wanted to talk about Kei Kwan because he's so cool. Yes. Uh, Black Belt and Taekwondo. Uh, <laughs> when he signed on to this movie, they were like, so we want to like feature you in a fight scene. Do you know fights yeah uh, and he's like yeah taekwondo black belt They're like, great we have this amazing fight scene scripted the choreography is already underway planning so show up we'll, we'll get through it um so for those that don't know taekwondo is mostly like very kick uh mm. stationary kind of thing right um you you are like really not using a lot of weapons so sure. the fanny pack here the closest analog is there's a weapon called a rope dart and it's about the farthest thing from Taekwondo that you can get. So, <laughs> okay. he, Kei Kwan got, like, 
the just going through the choreography and shit and just like this would be easier if I knew nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Like trying to learn Spanish when you know French. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck. Which one is it? So he just practiced with the fanny pack for weeks and weeks and weeks and estimated that uh, <laughs> his wife will never allow him to have a fanny pack in the house again, considering how much stuff he broke. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Uh, but as we all the like success of Kwan, he he went out of acting for a long time because right. he saw how Asian men were being typecast and stuff. And he was like, no, this sucks. I'm not doing it. No, I can't even imagine. But yeah. he was working behind the scenes for most of this entire time, which right. is great. So there's some really cool stuff. Like, he was the assistant stunt and uh, fight choreographer on uh, the X-Men movie. Um, oh, really? Yeah, with uh, Corey Yun. It was the main choreographer on that. Oh, but nice. he was just like, oh, I need... Corey Yun was like, I need somebody who knows Hong Kong style, American style. Like, who know, who has this wide breadth of knowledge. Like, yeah. okay, I wanted to work with Spielberg and... Grew up in Hong Kong and did a lot of... Or he didn't grow up in Hong Kong, I'm sorry. He grew up in the in the U.S. But mm. he knew a lot of the Hong Kong stuff, so he knew the sure. approach to the work. Oh, sure. So okay. he got a lot of jobs through that. He was the... He was an assistant director for Wong Kar Wai for quite a bit of time. Really? He famously was the assistant... The primary assistant director on 2046 and did a ton Dude. of B-roll stuff for Wong Kar Wai through the years, which is just like, oh... Of course he would get this goddamn movie. Yeah. <laughs> he is the one guy who's the intersection of all these things. It's great. That's statistically improbable that you would have one person on that. Speaking of that statistically way. improbable, he saw Crazy Rich Asians. Sure. And he was like, okay, uh, Asian men aren't getting typecast as much. I could be just like a comedy guy who's not an Asian stereotype. Sure. So uh, I'm going to hire an agent. And he hired an agent. And uh, the first thing... The day that K. Kwan hired his agent, that agent received the script for Everything Ever Well at once that week, at oh the end God. of the week, and <laughs> during their first meeting, he's like, oh, I just got this thing, uh, and it was like... Michelle Yeoh is in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> love at first sight type of thing, where K. Yeah. Kwan is like, I could work with Michelle <laughs> Yeoh. Hearts in his eyes. Just, yeah. He is all of us. Yeah. But everyone said he had the fun uncle energy on set, which, a yes. story that I love... I only know briefly what this is. Do you know what Hong Bao are? No. Uh, this is the if you see like a red envelope with with uh, Chinese script that has just like some money in it. Yeah. That present that's a Hong Bao. That's, oh, I know what those are. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't called. know gotcha. the word of it until I looked it up now. So I'm passing the facts on to you. <gasps> Learning. <laughs> um, edutainment, as always. <laughs> uh, the Hong Bao are usually given for like it's just a like. From a senior to a junior's kind of sure. present, you give it for like marriages, anniversaries, coming of age stuff, promotions, New Year's. A more elegant envelope full of cash, I guess. Is yes, the, exactly. Yeah. But anytime anybody had to film a death scene, he would give them a hung bow. Oh boy. <laughs> Which was very cute. Like, <laughs> is that how people started finding out that their, their character was gonna? It'd be great. Show up to set one day, like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Shit. Don't let him hand it to me. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, that feels very in keeping with the, the little. I know about Kwan. Yeah. Yeah. So how this it feels like Waymond is maybe him? Just just actually. Yeah, it him? seems that way. Yeah. The like the the wimpy version of Waymond, the like that attitude of like, I just right. want to have fun and hang Everyone out. Everyone having my a good time? Yeah. <laughs> That's him, yes. Adorable. <laughs> uh so I just wanted to mention those fun Kwan facts. And the other thing that I like from production is they estimate the hardest part of their job was to take base universe Michelle Yeoh and make her look not together. 
Like, they <laughs> yeah. couldn't find a way to make her hair not look wonderful on camera, so that's a wig that she's wearing 100% of the time. Oh my god! Like, they tried everything. Like, we just have to make a wig that looks disheveled, because her hair can't dishevel. I can't shovel it. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's like, uh, yeah, the major production problem we're running into is Michelle Yeoh is amazing. Is too perfect, <laughs> yeah. and we can't stop it. But, like, I hear that, and I would normally roll my eyes, but I'm like, yeah, that probably, that's right. Yeah, yeah. if anyone. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so uh, I that's all I have on this enormous movie. I like talking about. There is a lot yeah. going on. I, I, this is definitely one of my, it's a fun multiverse movie, but it's mm. also just like emotionally devastating in, in places. Correct, I yes. feel like it has the most, it, it rings the most potential out of the multiverse concept for yes. me. Yeah. You know? And I mean, your, uh, another of yours approach may vary, but like, that could be a bad thing for some people. It's just like there's too much stuff. Uh, stop too, it. Sure. But sure. for me, I like keep going more, 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 more. <laughs> we were raised on this like I'm so silly, random spark yeah. humor, right? Where Live Journal was a thing, oh, and like, <laughs> yeah, if you've ever typed Rower, R A W R, and then X D. <laughs> You oh. are familiar with the fight concepts. In my in my regional dialect is R O W R. Rower. Rower. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fucking newfie. <laughs> yeah. So I I feel like that might be a bit that might contribute to the a little muchness mm, yeah. of it, where it's like none of these things make any sense mm-hmm. together. Like yes, that's just the glaze. But it's then fine. it all makes sense together when you think it's of it. It's like yeah. totally like yeah. if everything matters, nothing matters. So but therefore, then everything matters. matters. Yeah, oh, exactly. No. Oh shit. <laughs> Play the movie again. <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. I think it's a fantastic uh, multiverse, like a, a way to use the multiverse as not just, look, so many of them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. I also like it a lot. It's the, like, the intersection of nihilism, uh, regrets, making do t- with your, like, circumstances mm-hmm. that you're dealing with, and, like, unconscious versus very conscious desires. Yeah. Like... That all of that together has not worked for me in any way as well as it does here. Is there even any like? Is there any equivalent to that? I... I'm couching it with like, there's gotta be. There sure. Yeah. There must be. We don't watch every movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. This is this is a great fucking example of it. Yeah. 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 So do you do you have any other final thoughts on this one? Sweet. I don't think so. Then let's uh, move on and uh, double build this with some friggin' stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what we call it. So I would love for you to take it away because I'm very curious about what you threw in with this one. Okay, well, I I know that this one can pack an emotional wallop for sure. I paired it with something more serious. Mm. Um, So you're not going with a small up. You want even more of a a bigger dollop. (laughs) A... uh, Lollop. Yeah, I got nothing. (laughs) I'm pairing this with another movie about, like alienation and societal pressures kind of, you know, squeezing you into a a box and, like, what happens when you are no longer willing or able to kind of sustain that presentation to the world or that, like, you know, live up to those expectations and how easy it is to discard them and realize they mean nothing, Mm. essentially. 
I'm pairing this with, I feel like I'm doing a lot of Hiroshi Tishigahara movies recently, <laughs> so apparently I'm just in a bleak-ass frame of mind, Hell but yeah. I'm pairing it with The Face of Another from oh, 1966. You just, <laughs> like, <laughs> a cold chill ran through you. It's a very upsetting movie, and I, don't, I know you don't like it that much because mm. it's just very, almost clinically bleak. Um, yeah, it, I remember my takeaway was like, it's bleak for the purpose of being bleak. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It's almost a philosophical treatise more than a mm. more than a movie. I sure because there's some amazing uh, imagery. imagery in it that is awful. Like it's <laughs> so, yeah, scary. so upsetting. It should almost be in a different movie. Yeah. But the the premise is that um, a worker this is a Japanese movie um, from the 60s. Tetsuya Nakade is in it. Um, mm. Michiko Kyo is his wife and Mikijiro Hira is the psychiatrist that he starts seeing after he is disfigured facially in a, like a workplace accident. Yeah. I think it's chemicals or he burns himself. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And like his face is fucked. Oh. It's, it's, it's not getting it back. So this psychiatrist um, agrees to build him a new face, like mm-hmm. a mask essentially. That will, you know, it's very like, oh, we have these neoplastics that'll, you know, bond to your face and whatever whatever you can take it on take it off and put it back on again it'll help your face heal but it'll allow you to go out in public well well you know and not get stared at essentially yeah Yeah. and the mask starts changing him like he Mm. starts acting different and becoming like realizing oh i'm not myself i'm not me i there's nothing tethering me to like who i was because that's all people have to kind of glom onto is this like Look, there's so and so. That's him. I recognize him because yeah. of his face. Um, this is a normal sentence to say. Like. Yeah, that's how people greet each other, right? Hello, I recognize I- you from your face. And so, if I don't have that, if all my connections to society are are cut, what do I have to live up to? Who gives a shit, really? Right? Like extremely nihilistic. And he starts going out and like acting bizarrely. He starts. He rents another apartment as the masked person, as yeah. the masked version of himself. And like he's Tetsuya Nakade. He's extremely handsome. Yes. But he's got this great, just very plasticky, unmoving American psycho type of look to him. No in one this can movie. do dead in the face and eyes like Tetsuya Nakade. <laughs> crazy yeah. because he's got like huge doe eyes yeah. like just you know he can also be yeah the most like um like emotionally empathetic like sympathetic person emotion, in the world yeah. that you're like oh my god that man yeah he'll also be like hmm, there's no human behind those eyes yep he has no soul <laughs> and uh the doctor feeling weird about it but also scientific curiosity like really yeah. depersonalizing him and like okay the test subject like let's see how far we can push this like really just mm. taking away his humanity right yeah. and they both have this you know alienation from yourself by definition is alienation from your society and your community mm. like if you don't know who you are how are you supposed to build relationships with other people and like if other likewise right everything everywhere all at once is kind Mm. of the reverse of that if people don't know who you are and don't build relationships based on your true self they're not real relationships you don't have any yeah you know yeah you don't you're not tethered to this universe or this this community or this like your family or your country or whatever whatever community you would normally 
be able to build relationships in. And so what happens? Like, you just sort of float away from, yeah. like, normal life. And there's a, a kind of a subplot where um, a girl who's working as a nurse was disfigured in what is implied to be the Nagasaki bombing. Um, she sort of starts to lose it as well because she has she can't hide her disfigurement. Right. And so she eventually just ends up walking into the sea because, like... What you know you what what am i supposed to do like there's nothing for me here yeah. and that's very much joy's thing right of like no one will no one will look at me as a person mm-hmm. as a human and like i'm trying i'm really trying and i'm getting nowhere i'm just throwing attempts into the void fuck it just go into the void yeah. baby yeah um Shit. so that's my extremely depressing double bill that's bleak <laughs> as hell yeah i feel like it is appropriate no i agree yeah 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 you can't have the good without the bad there you go yep the last one of the last shots of the face of another is the victim and the psychiatrist there standing on the street looking at each other and everyone else has this crazy mask on Mm. it's clearly he's hallucinating or something but um i feel like that's how joy feels is like are you all crazy is no one gonna acknowledge that things are fucked you know um if she sees everyone else as like just totally alien to her. Yeah, that's so. the really famous image that made me shudder when mm. you said it. <laughs> yeah. Don't like thinking about blah, that. Blah, blah. <laughs> so if you want a really upsetting time that oh. kind of leaves you feeling like you should put on like The Simpsons or something afterwards, <laughs> just have some nice... Go for that. But it is truly like some of the wildest images ever put on film. Yeah. It's, so good. Yeah. That will stick with you no matter what. Yep. Yeah. You know what I thought you were going to say, Mm. which I had included as an honorable mention, because I feel like these are both coming at the same idea from different directions, was a worst person in the world, is what I thought you were going to say. Um, (laughs) Yes, actually, that's that's kind of a, again, just millennial malaise type of thing. Yeah. Which is almost so relatable that you're like, oh, I don't like this. (laughs) (laughs) The classic, I'm in this picture and I don't like it. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How about you? Well, for me, I went a little lighter, but still on the artier side. We're both pushing the the artier side of things this week. Very nice. Uh, And I I found out afterward that there are quite specific references to my chosen movie in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Okay, okay. As tempting as it was to go with a Shaw Brothers movie here, considering how often I bring them up, and uh, it seems like it's right and for everything it. in it. Yeah, um, the it's the cinematic language of this movie of everything overall at once just put me immediately in this other movie's mind. So I, it's not even that the, the thematic material is that tied, so it's not unrelated. Okay. Um, is uh, Paprika from two thousand and six? Yes, Which, totally. Speaking of uh, Japanese directors that were pushing on people, <laughs> yeah. Satoshi Kon, I'm here with another Satoshi Kon movie. Coming at you. Okay, okay, yeah, so what's, what are the references? Well, to, to give like a really brief synopsis for those that don't know, yeah, the, the setup of this is a machine that allows therapists to enter patients' dreams comes into existence, uh, gets invented, yeah. uh, but it's stolen, and somebody starts, a psychopath starts using it to like enter other people's dreams and like really... Take them over and hollow them out, basically. Yeah, yeah. cause havoc. So the specific references, there's a shot in Paprika. I can't remember what's happening, but um, <laughs> there's something happening in Paprika, and then it cuts to the credits. Like, oh, that's the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. And then yes. there's a, a slow pull out, and then you're in a movie theater. Fuck, that's right, yeah. that's right. <laughs> and what happens in Satoshi Kon's movie is unrelated to anything that's happened before. They just start top, talking about the building blocks of filming yeah. and what is, like, 
things that you do to enhance surrealism and and how you realism. can make people uncomfortable or think like oh that's not quite right something yeah. isn't right by filming a certain angle or whatever yeah yes that's right <laughs> but the thing that got me setting off on so there's that specific thing and also uh so they, they specifically daniel said that is a reference to the movie paprika which yes. we love and with that in mind it's like oh my god that is so easy to like the edits between like the radio dial stuff the yeah uh the one specific scene that, like, it just popped into my head as we were watching is uh, in the butt plug fight where our two butt plugged gentlemen are fighting Evelyn. Um, she gets hit in the face, springs away from camera, like, turns away from camera, and then the cut to where her head would have landed is in a different universe. Oh, and sure, And then she stands yes. up and then turns, and that turn puts her back in the butt plug fight. Right. There's a lot of stuff in Paprika, and just this is just Satoshi Khan in general, mm-hmm. where there'll be, like, somebody who's experiencing issues with reality... They turn, and they're in a different universe. They right. turn, and there are elements all the time, especially in Paprika compared to um, Sadashi Gun's other works, that feel like, I don't know which layer I'm in right now. Yes, And that's yeah. on purpose. It's meant to disorient so that you're yeah. empathizing with the, the protagonist and their feelings of disorientation. Yeah, nobody yeah. does, am I crazy or is the protagonist crazy like Satoshi Khan? <laughs> yeah, and you don't even get that conversation. It's just, no. the, the protagonist is crazy. You're in their head. Deal with it. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> Suffer. Which is the same approach to Evelyn here of, like, you only get her view on yeah. things and what people are telling. Yeah, are, right. Yeah. So you, you have to experience that disorientation, that, like, growth and catching up and understanding what's happening to you. Yeah. That only seems to happen in Satoshi Khan movies. <laughs> Yeah, and Satoshi Khan just always makes movies that involve... uh, Layers of reality. Layers of reality and shortcuts of visual tropes. Yeah. uh, Which this is, like, everything all at once is full of. And another Satoshi Khan movie that I've double-built with other stuff before is Millennium Actress, which is huge into that. But Paprika, it's much more, like, less based in, here's another specific example, and more like, oh, we're filming it this certain way to enhance your disorientation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Satoshi Khan is a filmmaker in the sense of, like, you you are using things that only make sense with film as a medium. You can't convey this any other way. (laughs) Yeah, the maximum use of that exact thing, and then also leveraging animation uh, for that too. Yes, and then having no limitations on what you could film. Yeah, It's so great. Uh, Satoshi Khan only has a few movies, and I've almost double-built all of them with some... I'm three out of four now, so (laughs) we'll have a friggin' Mm. joy buzzer go off or something when I get the last one in. <laughs> one um just you know while we're there uh, yeah. Satoshi Gun has a has a series called uh, oh, why can't I think of it? It's Paranoia Agent. Paranoia Agent, yeah. yes. Which is a very interesting series of, like, if you just want a series of stories that all have a different style, all have a common thread, but the thread seems almost, like, less and less important as you continue through the stories. Um, very universe-jumpy type of storytelling yeah. without actually jumping universes. Uh, go watch that. Yeah, it's... Very it's... cool. TV series. It's so effective in its use of, you think you, it forces you into like, oh, I know what's going on here. Yes, And yeah. then something will happen like, well, that doesn't make any sense. What? And then it like just wrenches reality further and further off and you're yeah. like, no, 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 stop it. I had it all oh figured out. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Many people are crazy for different reasons. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, Paprika, I feel like is a good addition here That's to everything everywhere awesome. at once. Yeah. And it is... Yeah, it's funny how much the Daniels talk about it informing everything ever. Oh, it's, now it that is... you've said it, I'm like, 
duh. duh. But fucking like, obviously. Like, she's jumping between dreams to, like, yeah. gather skills. Like, okay, well, I have wings in this one, so I gotta, like, get the hell out of here. Like, yeah, yeah totally. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did it. Yay. Woo. We talked about the most movies. <laughs> Uh, yes, please, uh, as we're wrapping up here for this episode, find us on Twitter and Instagram at GarbagePod. Mm-hmm. Rate and review us on your podcast platform because we want to talk to more people about this movie. Yes. Um, and Aaron? all other movies. <laughs> at once. Uh, where can people find you then, Erin? They can find me on the Twitter if they'd like it, Macklebase, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. And I'm at Dick R. Navis. And I'm not going to spell it because I'm obstinate. <laughs> it's up to you, the listener. It is. I like putting a little mystery out there. So please come back and join us next week for another pile of garbage. Cooking. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Rakakuni. <laughs>